Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Hope these have been a help and a blessing, and going into Philippians uh, a little bit, we'll see, uh, see how far we go. Uh, my, my desire with this is not to really dive in super deep, but just to kind of pull out some thoughts as we go through these book studies, and and uh, I might even just go into some topics later on. But um, I just want to be a help and encouragement, and um, and even encourage some folks uh, um, to, uh, for their regular time in the Word and time with their family. That you know you don't have to necessarily go in super deep, but you just. Uh, you know, jump into the Bible somewhere and start just pulling out some scripture and plugging them into your family and plugging them into to to where you're at. And that's kind of what my my hope is to to not only uh, that we grow together in this time, but uh, uh, but to give some examples on just uh, just regular uh, study of the Bible and scripture. And so, hope that'll be an encouragement to you. And uh, so, uh, so we're here, Philippians one. Remember yesterday we kind of started out the book and and uh, opened up and Paul writing there to the church the 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 saints the uh, bishops and the deacons and and I'm sure thankful for uh, for the saints in our church and uh, and the deacons that God has uh, has brought our way. There's such encouragement to me and and um, and uh, he talked about uh, uh, with joy every time he brought this this church's name before the Lord, just the excitement, the joy that would overcome him as he would remember them and think about this church, and uh, and no doubt what a blessing they they were to to the apostle here. And uh, as we get into this, I'm going to read verse six again. We ended on verse six. I'm going to just read verse six, seven, and eight, and uh, we'll see where this takes us today. I kind of want to stop at eight because the next few verses really need to go together and. And I'll probably touch on that tomorrow. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into this. Philippians 1, and in verse number 6, here's what the Bible says. It says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I want to go back and touch on that verse again, because that word confidence is, uh, is like an assurance, a settledness. That uh, this is this is a fact. This is something you can take to the bank. That Christ, who began something in you, is going to perform it. He's going to fulfill it. And so, so, so that's kind of the thought that as he springs into this next thing, he says, "Even as it is meet for me to think this of of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel." You are uh, you all are partakers of my grace. So with this thought that Christ began a work, He started something in them and is going to continue it through. He says this that 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 even as it is meet or as is fitting, uh, uh, necessary for for me to think this of you all the the joy that He had, uh, this confidence that He had in in uh, in Christ performing these things. He says, because I have you in my heart. This is reiterating the love that the apostle had for the church. And, uh, and I think it's a theme that we see in a lot of these epistles, uh, being that they were written to New Testament congregations, local churches, that uh, uh, you know, love uh, must abound. You know, and I, uh, we can't really reiterate that enough. When I, when I think about our church in this time of separation, I have to ask the question, are they in my heart? Are we in one another's heart? You know, the Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart, 
So is he. Out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Uh, the idea of the, the overflow, what, where, where do people uh, fit in, in, in your heart? As we think about our church, we think about one another, uh, do they come to mind? Do they, is, is there an overflow of love? And I, I think that's kind of what Paul was, uh, was kind of picturing here as he says, I have you in my heart always. It's, it's an abundance. It's an overflow of, of Paul's love in his heart for this church. So he says this, he says, uh, I have you in my heart. Um, and says, in so much as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are, are, are ye all are partakers of my grace. I'm going to focus on that last part, then go back. Partakers of my grace. It's interesting how, uh, to say it that way, but but I want to point out again, as, as we talked about that with Colossians, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of this age, that Paul w- was committed to him the gospel of grace. We, we might say it this way, we are in the age of grace. And what we mean by that, we don't mean that this is the only time where God shows grace. But what we mean by that is that this is this, this time, if you would, where, where we are saved by grace through faith. And, uh, and it was that, that message, the full explanation of that message was committed to Paul. All right. And so Paul's sharing this and he says this, that you have been partakers. You've come in to this grace position with God because of Jesus Christ. And, and so with that thought being partakers, that's, that's the root. We talked about that uh, yesterday when he says grace and peace be unto you, the grace for salvation, the grace for godly living, the grace for giving. Well, we, we see, we see the grace of God at work in our lives. And so, so he says this, that, that you guys are all partakers of, of my grace. Now, with that in mind, he says, uh, back, backing up, in, um, in so much that as both in my bonds and in defense and confirmation of the gospel. Uh, you've been partakers of the grace. So that first concept is in my bonds. Why was Paul in prison? Why had Paul been persecuted? It's always been linked to his preaching the gospel. This gospel of grace that throw, so uh, threw a wrench, in, uh, especially among the Jews, in their, 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 their system of theology. Uh, to, to, to say that, that, that Christ had fulfilled all these law, this law. Christ was the fulfillment of the sacrifice. He was the fulfillment of all these things. Uh, and it kind of it threw a wrench in it. They didn't like it. Uh, remember, remember Peter and, uh, and John, they were charged in the book of Acts with having filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. Oh boy, they were upset. The, the, the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees, they were so bothered with what uh, Paul and, uh, and John had done with their preaching uh, of the gospel. So now Paul is in prison. He's in his bonds. And, and here's what that is. It's solidifying his message. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, there are a lot of uh, other ways that I'd rather uh, solidify my message but boy, did it not put a put another nail in the coffin, so to speak, of of the conviction that Paul had over this thing of the gospel of grace, willing to be in bonds and to suffer with joy as he's reminding this church, "Hey, rejoice, rejoice, in the Lord, always." And again, I say, rejoice. And uh, and we see that all throughout the book of Philippians, rejoicing and joy, and and that this is kind of the, the the mindset and even the disposition of Paul as he would remember this church, he'd think about them. He said, "You guys, you're in my heart, and 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 you're partakers of my grace as you're seeing me here in bonds." And uh, what a what a tremendous thought, you know, Paul over and over again with Timothy. He told Timothy, "Remember." 
He said, remember my manner of living, my faith, my conversation, even my bonds, you know, and, and uh, what was that? That's, this is true mentorship, where, where you're saying, don't just do as I say, but watch how I live it. Watch what I do. Now, Christ suffered for us. And Paul is saying, I'm now taking that gospel and the grace that I received from Christ, and what a privilege I have now to suffer for him. And so he's telling them, you've been partakers of my grace, and, and you're in my heart, and, and you're seeing me in these bonds. You know, in other places, uh, it, it talks about uh, certain people, they weren't ashamed of his, of his chains, of his bonds. And uh, interesting thought, you know, remember when Jesus was taken, how many of them scattered, and Peter was denying, and, uh, you know, a big fear they had was that they were going to be taken in with Christ. You see, in essence, they were ashamed of his bonds. And, uh, and here Paul was certain people that he had this connection with. They're not ashamed of his bonds. You know, they, uh, they, they loved him so dearly. It was almost like they would, they'd be willing to be arrested and with him if, if that's what it meant. And, and uh, he said, you guys have received the grace, that I, I, my grace, but partakers of it, this grace that I preach. And he says, uh, uh, both of my bonds, now get this, and then defense and confirmation of the gospel. The word there, defense, is the word, uh, the Greek word uh, apologia. Uh, where we get the word apologetics, uh, uh, to, uh, to apologize, it means to give a reason, to give a defense, all right? And uh, so, so he says this, uh, here's what the grace is allowing them to do, to, be, uh, to give a good defense, to give a good explanation. Uh, Peter admonishes us, be ready always to give an answer of the hope that lieth in us with meekness and fear. What is that? That's, that's being an apologetic. And, and so what he's saying is they're so committed to this gospel, this gospel of grace, that even at the risk of bonds like Paul was in, and even at the, the unpopularity because of the, of the Pharisees and the Jewish tradition, you know, amidst all of that, that grace is going to allow them to keep on defending it, to keep on standing for it. You know, and uh, let me just say, there are some things that regardless of what the laws are going to say, regardless of what society is going to say, uh, we need to stand, and the gospel is one of those things, to stand in defense of the gospel. That's one thing I'm very passionate about, is not only the defense of the gospel, but in defending the gospel is the clarity of the gospel. You know, there are a lot of things out there that have muddied, uh, they've muddied the gospel, and, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, they, they've added to it. They've taken away from it. They've done all these things. And so, so one of the things that I, as a Bible believer, as one who's been saved by grace, and, 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 and you know, I, I just, I believe that we are called to defend the gospel. Not only, uh, not only uh, from, from those that would pervert the gospel, as Paul talks about much in Galatians, but those that need to hear the gospel. As I present it, there needs to be a solid case that is laid out, a solid defense on, on this gospel that saves us. And that's where we get the confirmation of the gospel. We have the defense, the apologia, the reason, the defense, uh, lining it up with Scripture. What does the Bible say? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, so we have to line it up by there. But then the confirmation, what does that mean? When the gospel is presented to somebody, and they receive the grace, as Paul says, my grace, as they receive this message of salvation by grace, uh, it's confirmed in them. They get saved. And, and, uh, and how do we know? How do we have this confidence? John said in 1 John, he said, These things I have written unto you, that you may know that you have eternal life. That's confirmation. 
I, I'm, I'm confirmed, I'm convinced because of what the scripture says. So if I have a good apologia, I'm going to have a good confirmation. All right. If I have a good understanding, laying out an, a, a, a thorough understanding of what is the gospel that saves, uh, I'm going to have a good uh, confidence in that. Paul said to Timothy uh, 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 very telling words, and we see it really all throughout, uh, that it's rooted in the scriptures itself. He says that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. You see, Jesus said, uh, said to those that were around him, he said, uh, uh, he talked about the prophets. He says, for they uh, uh, speak of me. What, what, all the prophets are pointing to Jesus Christ. Uh, when he came to those discouraged disciples after, after the crucifixion, Jesus met with them and he kind of hid himself from them. They didn't know who he was. And uh, he said, why are you guys so down? And they said, what are you, a stranger? You haven't heard that Jesus died? And, and, uh, and then it says that he showed himself in the scriptures. You see, uh, uh, Philip, when he met with the eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts uh, chapter 8, um, he was reading in Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, and he says, is this man speaking of himself or another man? And, and the Bible says that Philip went to that same passage and preach to him Jesus Christ. You see, it all comes back to that. So, so in having a proper defense, a proper apologia of the scriptures, you're going to have a proper confirmation uh, of your salvation. Um, I've worked with people that, that spent many years just doubting and questioning their salvation. And you know what I did? I did not appeal to their feelings. I didn't appeal to, uh, to, 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 to their intellect. I took them to the scriptures. And I tried to lay out a solid case for what is biblical salvation. And when they understood that, though they may have believed it, when they saw it on script, in the scriptures and they for themselves could defend it, they never doubted again. They never, why? Because they're putting faith not only in, 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 uh, in God, but in his word. You see, you got to have both. You got to have uh, uh, the word of God, but you got to have the God of the word. And I'm trusting in the fact that God will never lie. God does not change his mind. He's not going to go back on his promise. And he's given us uh, what we need. And so, so uh, what, a, what a blessing that is. Paul is saying, you guys have been partakers of my grace. This grace is going to allow you to take it all the way to bonds even. And he says, you guys are in my heart. You know, we're, we're in this thing together, even though they're separated and, uh, and by the way, uh, what a wonderful thought for our church. You know, we're in this thing together, even though we're separated and we ought to be encouraging and admonishing one another and keeping us each other in our hearts. And, uh, and, uh, what a, what a wonderful thing. I, I went by in a kind of social distance, visited someone today and see how they're doing and recovering from some things. And, uh, you know, but, but, uh, but you know what? They're in my heart. And, uh, and folks in our church, they're in my heart, and I want to remember them with that. So, so he's bringing it back to this, the defense and the confirmation of the gospel. And he says, ye are all partakers of my grace. Verse 8, for God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. This is the compassion. This, is a, this isn't just, uh, we have a connection and I want to be with you. But the unity that is found in Christ, he says, he says God's my record, or you might say, God's my witness. As, as, uh, you know, as God knows my heart, what I'm going to declare to you is truth. He said, I greatly long after you all in the bowels, in the, in the innermost part of, this, of Jesus Christ. And, and, and I believe it's connected to the grace that was mentioned previously. And and uh, what's he saying? He's saying, I love you, church. 
I want to be a part of you. I want us to be yoked together. And, and we're going to see some of that on how they, how they communicated with Paul uh, financially and they communicate with him and trying to see how he's doing and if he needs things. And, and uh, they, they took care of him. But, but it wasn't just because they were so nice to him that he loved them. There was, a, there was a connection with this church. This was not a rich church. We learn of that in 2 Corinthians 8. This was a poor church. But they loved Paul, and, uh, and they wanted to make sure things were taken care of with him. And he's telling them, he said, God's on record, I long after you all in the, in the bowels of Jesus Christ. You know, one of the things as a spiritual leader, um, when you're investing in people's lives, absence is difficult because you really don't know how they're doing. And, uh, and, you know, you're really uh, putting it into God's hands and committing it to prayer. And, and, and we see that Paul prayed for them often. He says, boy, I rejoice when I think of you guys, the joy that, that comes to me when I remember you. That's what he said. I thank God upon every remembrance of you. And, um, and so, again, coming back to this confidence of God doing a work, this is the work. He says, uh, my, my rec- uh, you know, God's my record. I greatly long after you in the bowels of Jesus Christ. What is it that God wants to do in us? Well, he wants to make us like his dear son, Jesus. He wants us to walk in his steps. He wants us to, uh, to live out the grace of God in our lives. As we've been saved by grace, we've been pardoned by grace. He says, now I want to teach you the grace for godly living. And to carry you through these things. And so, so he says, in the bowels of Jesus, the innermost part, what is Jesus accomplishing in us? He says, I'm longing after you for the will of God. Um, <coughs> excuse me, we're instructed when we pray, for example, that we pray in, in Jesus' name, right? And, uh, and this is kind of the same concept. What are we doing? We're living in Jesus' name. We're growing in Jesus' name. In the bowels of Christ, what is Christ trying to accomplish? He says, Paul's saying, that's what I'm longing for. God's my witness. That's what I want to see developed in you guys. So as we're going to talk about a lot of themes about unity, about uh, uh, striving together for the gospel, and we start talking about a lot of these topics and these concepts, here's, here's really what's going to come back to is this, that Christ, who had begun a good work, he's going to keep performing it. And, and he's going to work it out in you. And that's what Paul is longing for. And tomorrow we're going to look at a prayer. And I didn't want to get into it. Uh, uh, verse 9 begins the content of his prayer for these people. And what, what some powerful truths as we look at things we ought to pray for. And we ought to consider as we, uh, as we think about our church, we think about one another, we think about other believers. Uh, what is it that we ought to be praying for? Now listen, I pray for health needs and I pray for a lot of these, these things, but I think Paul really hits the nail on the head. If, if God is going to accomplish within us the things that, 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 that he desires in the bowels of Christ, what are the things we ought to pray for? You see, and, uh, and sometimes, let me just say, good health does not make a strong Christian. Sometimes good finances Sometimes, you know, but, but, but rather when, when God throws a wrench in our plans, when things get uh, out of whack, the things that we tend to pray for are the things sometimes God's using to get the deeper, the, 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 more, the more important things in line in our lives. It's been said this way, uh, smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. You know, and it's in those times that Christian character is tried and proven. It's in those times that the things that we know uh, are put to the test 
to see if they're really going to come through. And uh, boy, when they get solidified, that's why the Bible says uh, we glory in tribulations. Why? Because uh, tribulation work with patience, patience, experience, and experience hope. You see, and uh, and when we when we when we go through those things, it's joyful. Why? Because God's going to solidify. Uh, those things, being confident in this very thing. I'm not fully confident on this, but watch this. As, as, as things start to come into my life and, uh, and, and, and I'm tried through the principles of the Word of God, that confidence grows. I'm being confident in this very thing. Why? Because experience is developing in me. I've proven these things. And so we're going to get into that a little bit tomorrow. But, uh, but just uh, a takeaway as we consider this, uh, uh, resting in the grace of God. Uh, are you a defender of the gospel? Are you confirming others in the gospel? Now, confirmation is not a, a test; it's not a list of things, but it's uh, it's 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 fully understanding, being persuaded of what is the gospel. Can I defend it, and can I rest in that? And uh, what what uh, what some encouraging thoughts today? And and I hope that's a help to you as you consider this. You know that. That challenge has helped people over the years as I've given them the challenge. How do you know you're saved? You know, can you give me a defense? Can you give me a, a reason, an apologia for your faith? And it's caused them to go to the scriptures and realize, I don't think I'm saved. <laughs> and, uh, and we lay it out and what a, what a blessing uh, it's been when God opens someone's eyes and brings them from darkness to light. What a, what a tremendous uh, thing that is. But uh, sure, appreciate you all, and thank you for tuning in. And, and I hope this is a help and an encouragement. I hope you have your Bibles out as we go through these and jot some notes. And, and uh, you know, and if you have any questions that rise up, you can drop them in the chat or send me an email. And I would love to correspond with you that way. But um, I sure, uh, sure appreciate you. If you have any prayer requests or uh, anything that, any way I can be a blessing, uh, please reach out. We'd love to, love to do that. And until next time. Uh, just keep your eyes on the Lord, stay in the Word, stay close to God, and, and uh, let's look for some folks to encourage. And I sure appreciate you all. God bless.